Hello and welcome to Culture in Five. Um, I'm sitting here in London as the um, flu pandemic, COVID-19, um, spreads around the world. We are in um, isolation in terms of that we're all told to stay at home, work from home. We're allowed to leave our homes either for shopping um, if we're an essential worker, such as a nurse, a policeman, etc., or to um, or um, to buy essential supplies. So this was not something that I was expecting. I'm a bit of a news junkie, so I was following what was happening in China. And when Wuhan was shut down, it was one of the most remarkable events in my life. And I kept on mentioning quietly to family and friends, this could be really bad. And even up until the week before um, London shut down, there were people saying, I think it's never going to happen. No way. And then overnight it was announced we will be working from home. And then three, four days later, the pubs and bars were shut and general lockdown was introduced. Um, I am an avid reader. So over the years, I've read... Um, books that have touched on the importance of disease and pandemics. The first one that I'd like to mention is Ian Morris, which is which was called Why the West Rules for Now. And he discusses in that the five horsemen of the apocalypse. And they are major external events or internal events within a city, nation state, an empire um, that can completely transform it. And the three events that he calls the, the five horsemen are climate change, famine, state failure, migration, and the last one, disease. How many of you listening to this or of your family and friends have actively studied the 1918 or 19 flu epidemic, wherever you are in the world, um, that killed more people in the First World War and it probably touched more lives around the world than the First World War, which preceded it. I'm sure over the last the history of your nation state or where you live in the world for the last hundred years. If you're Chinese, you will have studied wars with Russia, with China, with Japan, and also quarrels, you know, with the imperial nations of France and the UK. India, you would have studied your period of gaining your independence. Obviously, you know, Europeans have studied the first and second world, world war. But how many of us have actually studied the um the flu pandemic. I'd like to mention another book to you, which is called, um, and I'm just going to read it from my Kindle here, The Great Mortality, An Intimate History of the Black Death, The Most Devastating Plague of All Time. I like to walk into bookshops and just randomly look at, uh, at books and pick something in an area that I just don't know anything about. So over 10 years ago, I read this and I'd like to tell you a couple of stories that have stayed in my mind. One of them is about this character called Joanna Naples, jo Joanna, the Queen of Naples, whose husband was found hanging um, from a tree. And she was extremely notorious. And I think she had a lover who people think probably killed him. And she was sent for a trial in the middle of the, uh, the Black Death to Avignon, which is where the Pope was. And she arrived in all of her finery and she was acquitted. Flagellation, where people beat themselves, I guess, you know, trying to, trying to, um, you know, for the sins that we've committed, you know, trying to appease God. Um, flagellation was very prominent in that time period. There was a famine, 
you know, 20, 30 years previously that they think may have weakened a lot of the people who were then, in, particularly in Europe, impacted by the, um, by the, uh, the, the Black Death, that the Mongols um, may have catapulted um, a, pl- a plague-infested body into the city of Kaffa in the Crimea. And from there, there were Geonese ships that went into Sicily. Back then, Italy was the centre of European trade. Now it is the centre of European tourism. And that's back then, it was one of the first places in Europe to see the plague. And now it was the place where plague or the virus, you know, COVID-19 expanded rapidly. 30% of the population in Europe was wiped out, completely transformed society. Um, It was the end of serfdom because there was a shortage of labour. how many, again, of you have studied the, the, the Black Death? Um, a book I'm reading currently is called The Deadliest <clears throat> Enemy, A War Against Killer Germs by Osterholm and Olshaka. Um, there's a couple of things that have stood out from this book, which I've almost finished. One is how most viruses jump from animals to humans. So wherever you get a lot of humans and animals living in close proximity, Um, animals crushed together and humans crushed together, then outbreaks of disease are more likely. And obviously in a densely populated world, in certain areas of the world um, where that happens, he talks about the Midwest and also markets in China, then we're more likely to get um, to, you know, to get these viruses. Um, And the, the flu virus, the other thing that stays in my mind, because at the moment we're obsessed with finding a vaccine, and it's incredibly important that because it can mutate so quickly, um, in I think it was um, 2014-15, the, the vaccine that they created had zero impact. So in some years it can be 60% impact, but some years, that one year we must have been very unlucky. We were kind of predicting um, what the vaccine um, would have to deal with. They got the guess wrong. So... Um, there is a risk that we create a vaccine, but it's not as useful as as we would like. The other thing to bear in mind, because he does touch on the 1918-1919, is that there were three individual outbreaks. Currently, we sit in the first. Some other just general things is the bacterial resistance to antibiotics is one of the scariest things I can imagine. And I've not really read on it. I've heard talk about it. But just imagine... If antibiotics cease to work, going into hospital, routine operations will become incredibly dangerous. Um, We're going back to the dark ages. Um, Bacterial resistance to antibiotics is very, very scary. Um, And it may come in 20, 30 years. On the other side of that, it's how, as a society, we perhaps need to start investing in vaccine and antibiotics. There isn't a lot of money in them. There's a lot of money in treatments that somebody continually needs to take. Antibiotics need to be used carefully and cautiously. So there's not the same money in them. And we use them on animals to bulk them up, etc. It's just not good enough. The final thing, pandemics, he said two years ago, can either target the young or the old. They either come, they come in two forms. The one I sit on in now is targeting the old. Um, I know it's not the most cheerful culture in five, um, but I hope you I've given you some pointers on if you want to read about this. The next book that I'll probably read 
will be the uh, the great influence of the story of the deadliest pandemic in history, Barry. Um, thank you for joining me.